Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 61st episode of Woke and Free. If you have been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. In this episode, we have a couple of things that we're doing. First, we're celebrating Halloween! Wahahaha! Happy, happy Halloween! What's your Halloween voice, Kalo? I want to suck your blood. Failure. Utter failure. Really good. Wow. You know what? I might be cast as the next uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And we're also... (laughs) (laughs) You found out a revelation today. Nice. Uh, Nice. We learned something today? (laughs) Yeah, we did. This is the first time, though. First time. It's the first time for everything. Uh, Yes. Is what I say. Yes. There's also one time to make a good first impression. Oh, okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're absolutely welcome, dearest. (laughs) Secondly, in addition to Halloween, we are also... That's not a good voice. (laughs) Come on now. In addition to Halloween, we are also doing uh, a really cool special episode with guest Jade Kolb, who's going to be talking to us about whether we are doing enough for our stray and homeless animals in the U.S. So it's kind of a heavy topic, but uh, I think it's poignant because as we get into the colder months of the year here, at least in the Northeast, what's happening to all of these uh, beautiful little creatures? critters we gotta we gotta make sure that everyone can be as okay as possible but before we dive deep into the subject a couple of things to go over first have you subscribed to woken free on itunes TuneIn, stitcher google play youtube soundcloud iHeartRadio, and all the other platforms that we're on if you don't know what i'm talking about go to wokenfree.com and subscribe 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 to each of those platforms which our show is on second have you shared an episode it's Halloween. Of course you should share an episode. It is the best, one of the best times of the year. So we greatly appreciate it if you could share this episode out to friends and family and such. Of course, we'd love to hear from you on social media. Talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Woken Free. And then, of course, if you'd like to review our show and one of our episodes on any of the 18 platforms that we're on, please go to WokenFree.com, choose your one of choice, and review, review, review away. Each week, we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. This week, we're going to tie into our topic, actually. Because we're going to share, what is your favorite things that cats do? What did we share last week? You forgot to mention. (laughs) I don't know. I guess genre books. Yes, exactly. Was that it? We shared that last week. This week, so you want us to do our favorite things to do with cats? Spray water in their face. No, I'm kidding. Maybe. Well, no, the favorite (laughs) things that cats do. Like, what do you like that they do? Okay. I mean, it could be an activity you do with them, but. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Uh... I think probably the purring thing, I think it's kind of cute and slightly creepy, especially when our cat likes to do it on our neck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's kind of cute and creepy at the same time. How about you? And when he like kneels his paws like mm-hmm. back and forth, when he's like, yeah, he gets I'm it in. You, I'm feeling the love. Yeah, when he's just crazy. Yeah, expressing his love and happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super cute too. 
I just like when the cat curls up in my lap in a little ball. Oh. I think that's really nice of them. Woken Free Nation, Khalil is obsessed with cats. He loves big cats, small cats, all cats. He's ugh. Well, you've seen it in the uh, like the old shows. They always have the villain, and he has this Ooh. evil cat with him. <laughs> and it's just sitting there waiting. <laughs> Just looking at it. Well, of course. I mean, if you were to ever ask, like, my favorite cat of, like, movie time is definitely, is it Mr. Tinkles from <laughs> Cats and Dogs? Oh, Mr. Remember the Tinkles? white with Not the, the white? Same. Oh, the... Yeah, the white f- I forgot what cat. that type of cat is. Yeah, yeah. he... Oh, I forget. Uh, oh, I forget. Yeah, but uh, he is everything. Yeah, and with then, the flat face. Because oh. they have the flat nose. You like the flat-faced animals. Yes. I think there's something deeply troubling there. But super cute and creepy. I love it. It's just like a chinchi in your chanchi. Oh, me, oh, my, my, yes, my. Yes, But with that, before we get to our conversation with the one and only Jade Cole, we got to talk about who is this fabulous woman. So she's someone that I've worked with before. Uh, we both adore her. She is pretty phenomenal. So she lives in South Jersey with her husband, four cats, and one Euromastic lizard she works oh, <laughs> yeah she, sounds cool she works as a system analyst for an educational software company and holds a ba in politics from nyu over the years she has personally helped over 45 individual cats and kittens get adopted and or spayed or and neutered she has worked as a trapper for forgotten cats and helped rescue with four paws with a cause rescue and cats meow rescue She has also acted as a transport for donations between PetSmart and Forgotten Cats. She holds a certificate from Alley Cat Alleys for completing a TNR course and received a certificate in animal first aid for completing a course from Burlington County Community College. So without further ado, let's get to our conversation with Jade Cole. We always like to start off with a personal share. And this (laughs) week's personal share question is, what is your favorite thing that cats do? Aww. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's a good question. I uh, I like so many things that they do, but um, I think the most my favorite thing is when you don't feel well and you spend that day in bed, and one or more cats are in bed with you, not mm. on you, but kind of next to you, and just kind of giving their own moral support. Mm. <laughs> Sweetness. Oh. I wish we could say the same for our cat. He's a uh, kind of a lone ranger. <laughs> well, he just he comes for heat. That's what I said. Yes, he loves to steal human heat for sure. So that's how we know the weather uh, is getting colder outside. Yeah, definitely. Once he comes to lay, lay I mean, on us. <laughs> maybe in the past when I've been sick, I feel like he's been he'll be in like, the same room. Yeah, he'll be like, "Meow, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, you're sick. Whatever." <laughs> Might you touch know. you or something. Yeah, that's it. But he's he'll not like, you. "Let me love you, mother." Like yeah. our dog is definitely like, "What's wrong?" Well, kind of a bro. <laughs> yeah, he'll sit on your foot when you get up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay loves to like human contact. He, I think he thinks he's a human. That he's, I think it's quite certain he thinks like I birthed him, but <laughs> sadly, I did not. <laughs> I hope but, not. I know. No, no. I think I will birth hopefully human species <laughs> creatures. But with that disturbing share, wow. I say let's get this party started. And first question out of the gate is how did you get involved with working with stray animals? Well, I've always had cats and then and I've always felt 
empathy for cats that I see outside. And when I was a kid, you know, I would try to get every cat that was out there without a home. And um, that didn't stop when I turned into an adult. Um, I think I was in college when I found a litter, a, a mom and her litter, and I totally didn't know what to do. And I, I, I still feel bad about this. Uh, till this day, I, I kind of called a rescue friend, and she said, here's my black book. Call whoever you want there, but don't tell them you got your <laughs> the number from me. And I, I called a bunch of people, and this wow. one woman said, okay, yeah, I was crying, you know, because I used every tool I had. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, bring them here. You know, and I gave her some money, what I, you know, what little bit I had. But um, now that I realize how much work it is, I really should have given her way more money. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, so I just, you know, every time I see something, I can't pass a stray animal in distress. I, I really can't. Um, mm. and so, but I'm lucky now, now I'm older. Um, I've been able to work with some fantastic rescues that, that help with the cost of that. So that's, that's really good. Perfect. Do you think we're doing enough for stray animals in this country? Uh, I think that, yeah, I think there's there's a group of people that are really, you know, trying to help. Uh, for cats, for example, there's the TNR movement. Uh, it used to stand for uh, trap, neuter, release, but now it stands for trap, neuter, return, because it's important that you don't just release the cat anywhere, um, that you bring mm-hmm. it back to where you found it. Um, and what that is is you just, you know, you're trapping cats and you're neutering them or spaying them so that they can't produce any more cats. And then um, usually there's a caretaker that agrees to, you know, feed them and, and you know, give them shelter so that they can kind of live out their lives in, in, a, in a halfway decent manner instead of, you know, keep having kittens and kittens and kittens. So this is, um, mm-hmm. it's a big movement in a lot of, you know, a, across the U.S. Uh, I don't think there's enough people that, that participate in that, mm-hmm. um, but I think we're, we are trying, um, which is great. And, you know, it's got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. What would you say, do you feel like, other than like, you know, having a lot of animals out in the street that are not neutered, uh, what are other big reasons why we have so many stray animals in the first place? And then also just animals available in the shelter for adoption? I think, um, I, I've read a couple of books and I think one of them is people's expectations. I think people expect like, oh, I'm going to just get this cat and, you know, provide a little food and water and that's it. And they don't realize, mm-hmm. wait, you know, they have to be neutered. They have to, you know, they have needs and you can't, mm-hmm. it's not a doll, you know, where you play with it when you want. Mm-hmm. And what what I seem to find is a lot of people, you know, they'll get a female kitten. And then when it, if you've ever had a female a cat in heat, it is not a pleasant situation. And so they, they're like, oh, I can't take it. They, the cat wants out, they let it out. The cat gets pregnant and then they're, realizing, wow, I'm now going to have, you know, maybe another minimum, you know, two more kittens or maybe five or six, you know. So they uh, that's how I found my uh, my first set of five. Uh, I think they, this cat was really beautiful. I'm sure they had her as a kitten, and she got pregnant, and they kicked her out. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like people do that a lot. And I think people who get male cats are like, oh, not my problem. Yeah, you know, go out and do your thing and then come back you know, in the morning. So I think it's it's about um, educating people and letting people know, like, this is why. And then there's people who are like, well, I, I actually had a man tell me, 
well, why should I pay you, you know, $75 for a kitten when I can just get a kitten and, and mate it with my girlfriend's cat and then I can have kittens and we can give it to my family members and we can charge people $20. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. It's horrible. It's horrible because to, when you get a, you know, a cat or a kitten from, from a rescue for like, like my rescue that I work with is Cat's Meow, the kittens are $120. But all the kittens have seen a vet at least three times. So they get their three shots, uh, three sets of shots. They've been neutered and they've been ha uh, given flea treatment. Some of them actually have microchips. When you add that all up separately, it's between, you know, depending on the vet, like 450 and $600. Mm -hmm. So when you pay, you know, $120 for a cat, that's just putting back into the pool, not even as much as that cat technically, quote unquote, is worth, but um, putting back in the pool so we can grab other cats and do the same thing. Mm. So, yeah. Um, but people, yeah, some people are ignorant. Um, and that's what they think. <laughs> they think, oh, no problem. True. Now, what do you think the average person can do to help stray animals that they see in their neighborhood? Oh, that's that's an awesome question. They can do – so I've had people say, oh, I would love to help, you know, stray cats, stray dogs, but I'm allergic. Well, mm. rescues need help from – like, you can – you don't even have to ever see an animal. Um, they can – I one of my other um, uh, rescues that I worked with, Forgotten Cats, they are desperate for – uh, someone and an uh, application coordinator, so someone to take the application, call up the vets, call up the references, and make sure you know the person is is the same person, and you know hopefully will keep the cat for its life and take care of it. Um, they, there's rescues that do home checks, so they need people to go into the person's house and just make sure you know it's not a hoarding situation. Um, you know, make sure that there's no you know if it's a dog that they have a backyard if, if the dog requires a run. And stuff like that. There's things that you can do. If you've got marketing skills, you can help the rescues with their marketing, with their Facebook. I know you're a big um, proponent of social media. Any type of social media can help. Um, there's people that they need to do research, so if they can, you know, contact other rescues. So down here in South Jersey, the Greyhound Rescue, they offer, um, they offer, they get a lot of food from for dogs as well as for cats. And so they offer mm. to rescue, like, pallets of food for a discounted price. So mm -hmm. people can do research and stuff like that. Um, then you can foster, if you like, cats or dogs, which is mm -hmm. where you um, take a cat or a dog into your house and you kind of raise it and socialize it. And then it's, oh, it's yeah. almost like the best part of life. When they're teenagers and they act up, then they go away. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so and you can volunteer. We have some people who come in to volunteer. So the cats that are in... Um, in PetSmart, so my uh, organization that I'm with, they show the cats in PetSmart. So somebody needs to come and clean the cages and clean the litter box and feed the cats. So there's all sorts of things that people can do um, other than just taking a cat or a dog in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it just comes down mm -hmm. to just actually putting uh, some, having some interest in the area, really, because I think, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'm allergic. But, yeah, you know, your money is is good. You know, your your oh, time I'm, is Oh my good. goodness. Like, Thank you. I right? forgot like, to mention money is the biggest <laughs> thing that any rescue needs ever. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. Any any type and any amount helps. You know, you you got five bucks, you didn't buy lunch today, you brought it, you want to give it to a rescue. Everybody mm -hmm. will be so grateful and appreciative. 
yeah absolutely like every time we take our dog and jj for uh grooming they're always like petco's like hey do you want to give five dollars or ten dollars you know more to support homeless animals i'm like obviously the answer is always yes guys i mean come on what am i heartless (laughs) i I don't know if it works on khalil but i i'm (laughs) very much like oh no like i can't it's too much but we don't. Well, it used to be tax deductible, but. Is it not anymore? I thought it was. Yeah, so. it should still be. Well, it is, but I think they raised the um, the deductions so that uh, I think for next year, if you're a married couple, your itemized deductions have to exceed 24000 So, I mean, if, if it does. 2400 or 24000 No, 24000 Whoa. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a whole separate topic that we need to look at. Wow. And don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that's what uh that's that that's what it That's interesting. What I looked at. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. talked about, like they're raising the standard deduction. Interesting. Yes, Woken Free Nation. Jade uh it does uh tax stuff too, so she's uh quite the Renaissance woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, we can definitely have you back on for, to talk about tax as a whole other um can of worms that is such an interesting and i'll have to do a little more research on that because it was a quick uh it was a quick note from my boss and i kind of looked at it and i was like wait i think he's right and then i didn't want to deal with it so Mm, absolutely now what would you say has been like the biggest lesson you've learned with the work that you've done uh for all these years with working with these animals uh i think i've learned like yes i can foster and that's uh that was that was tough for me because I'm like oh I'm gonna you know I'm gonna keep these cats and but um I find that you know when I when I foster a whole lot like five I know mm-hmm. I can't keep five and I'm glad that I I still have my awareness that no it's it's not okay to have you know 20 cats running around the house um <laughs> but but I watched this um I watched this little video on Facebook and this woman found these kittens and they were really really tiny they almost looked like mice. And she had to keep, you know, keep them warm and, and everything. And she took them home and she fostered them. And I don't know where she was speaking or, or, you know, what this situation was, but she was saying to a group of people that, yes, it's hard to foster. It's hard to care for something for, you know, at least three, four, five months and then give it up and not really, you know, it, it, and even though the rescues do have applications and there's contracts and stuff and not really know what's happening. But she said, you know, if I don't do this, then I can't save others. And there's so many out there. So uh, once I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try again. I'm going to foster. And um, I did uh, my recent group of five from June. Four of them got adopted already to great families, great homes. Mm. And we've got one little guy left. Uh, He's so handsome. So I'm sure he'll get adopted pretty soon. But um, I think that's, that's, that's the the lesson I learned from myself is that I can do it. Because um, for mm-hmm. years, I'm like, I'm not going to foster. I'm not going to foster. But rescues are in need of fosters. And, you know, I uh, I read this book. I was at some financial conference, and um, they gave out this free book. And I read this book. And this story really touched me. There was a kid, and uh, he's on the beach. And the high, high tide came in, and there's all these starfish on the beach, right? And the kid picks up a starfish and throws it into the water. So some guy comes by and he's like, 
what are you doing? And he's like, well, you know, I'm saving the starfish. And he's like, look around, look up and down this beach. Even if you stand here for like 100 years, you're never going to save every starfish. The tide's going to mm. come back up, you know, come back up. And he's like, you know what? It, and he's like, it doesn't matter. And the kid picks up a starfish and says, it matters to this starfish. And he throws it in the ocean. And that's what, that's what I feel like, you know, you, you, my husband's always saying, you can't save all of them, you can't save all of them. Well, yeah, but I can save this one. And so that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I In the past, I myself as well, I mean, Kalu, you can chime in, but I've always thought like fostering would seem so hard because like, what if they're super cute and yummy and then they have the little faces and then you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't leave, right? And then you're like, <laughs> but no, but you need a home, but I have 70 of you. Like, what do you... <laughs> What do you say? Yes, yes, yes. That's it. But I'll tell you, I was was happy to, I was relieved to um, have those five in my house because they were teenagers and they were wrecking the joint. They were like, you know, you forget how kittens, because cats, you know, cats can live 20 years and such. I have one, Mm. let's see, I've got 16, 10, 6, and Lucy's two. And you forget, you know, you're like, oh, you know, these are adults, everything's calm. And they were climbing up the bookcase and they weren't doing a good job and books were flying out into the litter box. And they were just wow. a mess. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I was like, you guys have to I was like, yeah, we have room for them. I'm like, thank you. I did cry the day that I, that I dropped them off because I felt like I was abandoning them. But the, the rescue was really nice. So let me t- I can come there anytime. So I go every day. Um, and I, you know, I, oh, I went for every wow. adoption to, to see them off and I, I give them a little toy and I mm. leave, uh, they give the adopters a folder and I leave my cell phone number <laughs> and my email address in there. <laughs> like, if you ever don't, you never don't want this cat. 10 years later, you decide to want this cat and just cast me out as not in existence. You know, just call me. I'll take the cat. You're like a cat fairy <laughs> godmother. This yeah. is they, they go with a little phone there. They little poor sweet nice. souls. I do want you to. I do have a follow up question. To when you uh, just so everyone knows, Woken Free Nation. Hopefully, they're woke about the idea of ad- adoption. But why is it important that people adopt animal animals versus buying them? Because I do want to make sure that that gets said as well. Because there's about 4 million dogs and cats that are killed in shelters in the United mm. States every year. And wow. when you mm. buy a dog or a cat, um, it might be a little less this year. It might, uh, or in, in, you know, in the past couple of years, but it's, it's about 4 million, very close, if not 4 million. And um, every time you buy a dog or you buy a cat, you know, people love money and they're, it, it becomes lucrative and they keep, they keep, you know, they'll, they'll keep in business. So mm-hmm. if, you can, if you don't buy, if you rescue, if you go to a, re- a legitimate rescue and you adopt mm-hmm. a cat or a dog, there is going to be a small fee, again, to cover all those things that we talked about. Um, but you're not only saving that life, but you're now allowing the rescue to bring in another cat or dog. And mm-hmm. that's, you're saving another life. So that's the more that goes through the rescues, mm-hmm. the less that have to be sent to shelters or, 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 you know, most shelters are killed and it's not because mm. they're mean, it's because they have no room. So like yeah. the city, your city animal shelter, like um, in New York, it's CACC, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they can only take so many. And once mm. they're full, they have to start putting animals to sleep. Perfectly good, perfectly healthy animals. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also a myth like, well, if, you know, if this dog or this cat is, is in the shelter, then something must be wrong with it. The cat must 
you know, be scratching or peeing, and, and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, people surrender for all different types of reasons. Are there some behavioral problems? Yes, absolutely. Um, but but are there some awesome dogs and cats that just, you know, that just had the unfortunate, you know, luck of having a, a, a human parent that said, well, you're, you know, I'm moving and, you know, it's a, it's a long drive to Atlanta, so I'm just going to put you in the shelter. Mm. People do that all the time. Um, Absolutely. You know, oh, you know, my we got divorced, and I never liked this cat anyway. <laughs> there, there Jesus. <laughs> and then also natural disasters. People oh, don't yeah, even know storm. that, too, that all these storms that we're having, so many animals are not only threatened during these disasters where people abandon the animals while they're trying to get out of high, you know, out of Dodge, which is really horrifying. But a lot of them end up in the shelters as well, too. So, yes, I'm glad that you said that, that people sometimes don't understand that there's nothing wrong with these animals in shelters. They just need homes. And, like, if you have a willing home, be woke and be free and go get that little cute pup and kitten. And also older animals, too. It breaks my heart that people only want to adopt. Like, we're ageist, not only to ourselves, but, right, to, like, pets. They're like, I don't want that two-year-old dog. I want that, like, six-month-old puppy. And it's like, but what happened to yeah. the two-year-old? What happened to the 10-year-old? What happened? <laughs> like, they need homes, it's too. True. And I read an interesting article about um, from a vet who was saying, like, the vets kind of perpetuate this as well. Because, you know, you have, I had a, my, my 16-year-old, she, uh, my husband called me. She's like, the cat's crying. She was screaming. She wasn't crying. And I had like, mm. a vet. And. It's, he took her to my vet, and then my vet's like, you have an emergency vet. And I went to the emergency vet. I don't want to tell wow. you how much it costs. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's 16, and the first thing they said to me was, well, you know, it wouldn't be wrong to put this cat down. And I'm like, okay, well, if she's in pain and she's suffering, then yes. But mm-hmm. until you tell me what it is, you know, and, and what it turned out to be is she either had a stroke or an inner ear infection, and I'm pretty sure it was an inner ear infection mm-hmm. um, because – she took the antibiotics and was better. Um, okay. And and so my point is, if I would have listened to that vet, I would have put my cat to sleep because of an ear infection. That's horrible, you know? Yeah, that's um, like ridiculous but, and but, malpractice, really. <laughs> but, 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 well, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people come in and they're like, well, you know, I can't spend it and whatever. But what the, the point of this set was, for vets, like, so I can just, so I could have spent X amount of dollars fixing my 16-year-old cat, mm-hmm. I could have put her to sleep for, like, a, less than a tenth of that and went out and bought a, a kitten, you know, rescued a kitten for less mm-hmm. than a tenth of that. So, um, you know, that's, it was an interesting article, and um, it's sad that people think that way. I, I won't, I'll go into debt. Well, it's just money. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 Take another credit card. Not a problem, but, you know, <laughs> I, I got her fixed. And, so we have uh, to do she's, more she's, financial she's planning fine. episodes, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's great. To, like, credit, who needs it? <laughs> I have my kitties. <laughs> but they they appreciate and, and but no of course money comes easily and freely you have to believe that actually there's a great book you should read jen scenario i'm telling everyone this uh, she you are a badass i believe it's called like you're a badass at making money totally pick that book okay. up. it's awesome yeah Excellent. what has been the hardest thing you've dealt with in your work in terms of with stray animals um I think it's it's when you can't 
save them. So uh, my friend and I went to trap. Uh, basically, there was a there was a house uh, like on the outskirts of Philly, and the owner died. And the owner was, I guess, a hoarder. Had all of these cats. They weren't fixed. So we went to tra- mm. to trap them, fix them, and you know put them back, you know, by the house, at least outside the house. And there were people who agreed to feed them, and uh, we trapped ten of them that night. And it was a, it was a horrible yeah. night. It was snowing. It was it was miserable. And um, on the way to transport them to the clinic to get fixed, one of them passed away. And it's just it's so sad because oh. you're like, oh, you're so close. You know, I want to help you. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's 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 the hardest thing when you when you lose, you know, one doesn't happen a lot, luckily, um, but when you lose one or two, or if you're fostering kittens, sometimes kittens just just die. It's called fading kitten syndrome. They just, you know, pass away. Luckily, I haven't had that with a kitten, but I, I have had a trapped cat, you know, pass away, and you're always questioning yourself, like, did I do the best thing for this cat? Like, what if I didn't trap it? The truth mm. is, you know, there was probably some sickness or something, you know, some reason why it died while in your care, but it's still, it's still, uh, mm. still, still hurts. Is that similar to like SIDS where it's the sudden infant death syndrome yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. The dating mm. kitten syndrome is, yeah, it's like that. And it's, it's so funny because, um, uh, in 2012, when I, you know, found this set, first set of five kittens, I had a boss whose mom rescued wildlife. And my boss was like, no, yeah, don't worry. It's not your fault. Sometimes kittens just die. And I was like, none of my kittens are going to die. I don't know what your mom's doing. You know? <laughs> but uh, they didn't. I, they all did. They all lived, uh, um, you know, to, to maturity. So I, they were old enough to, you know, adopt. And then I adopted them out. And But, uh, yeah, it, it happens. And uh, that would really hurt me. The kittens would really hurt me the most. But luckily I haven't had that experience with kittens. Uh, could you actually explain what trapping is for everybody? Oh, sure, like, absolutely. So uh, they sell these humane traps, which are really cool. Um, they're about three feet long, and they're about maybe six to eight inches like wide and about that tall, maybe a little bit taller. I'm not really good with, uh, with the kind of measurements, but anyway... Um, what happens is you put food in the back of this trap and the cat goes in and it steps on a little, like a little plate and that triggers the front. It's a hook that holds the front door open. And when they step on the plate, they're far enough in that they can't get back out. It triggers the front door to close. So the little Mm. hook that's stuck on the front door becomes undone and the front door closes. And then um, you've got the cat trapped. And the back of the trap usually opens so that when you release, um, because if, if cats are feral, and feral cats are cats that were born to outdoor parents, and they have, they've had no human contact, and those cats are not really adoptable. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's why they go back out. And um, when, sometimes they can be a little, they can be frightened and they can be mean, and so there's a back door that just slides open to let the cat out. Oh. And, um, those, yeah, those traps range in price anywhere from like $45, $50 to like, uh, I, I know this rescue full paws of the car. She has her traps for like $110 because they're like, 
mm-hmm. kind of like plastic coated so they don't rust and stuff. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you leave it out. Wow. You're out. They're out in all types of weather and everything. Um, people who are interested in trapping, that's that's awesome. But you can't. There's a lot of rules to trapping. Like you can't leave the trap alone um, because once the cat is in there, you don't want people to take the cat and do something with it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the cat gets gets nervous when it's in the when it's in the trap, so you want to make sure the trap's covered. And when it when it trips, you want to get that cat right away. Um, you don't want other wildlife just you know harassing the cat, you know, skunk spraying on it and stuff like that. So um, I'm trying to steer away from. It's a lot of work <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for you know. It's a lot of work and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of patience. And I don't really have patience. I'm like, come on, mm-hmm. get the trap. Um, so, so I've moved on to to the fostering part, which is a lot more fun. Mhm, mhm. Okay. And just so people know, on average, if there is an average, would you say it costs a hundred dollars a month to to kind of be very involved either with fostering or trapping or just kind of giving? You like, what's the financial cost to like this work? If someone was interested in, in, in integrating this in their life and, and really being an advocate for animals and and helping the, the the crisis essentially of homeless and stray animals in this country. So um, for anyone who's trying to do that, uh, align yourself with a rescue because they do pick up a lot of the cost. So, mm-hmm. um, and then what happens is you need other people. So I just borrowed a crate. I actually don't own any crates. So a crate is something where uh, you might keep a, a dog or a cat. Like uh, people keep dogs in there during the day to keep them, you know, safe while they're at work. Um, and we use these to when when cats and kittens are a little bit scared, we use a crate to keep them in. The cats need to be in a confined space, a small space, and we cover them. And they're, they're almost like a cave, and they feel safe in there. So uh, I don't own any crates, but I'm sitting here with in this room with three crates because I've, you know, managed to meet people who also like to rescue cats and someone buys a crate. Crates are pretty expensive. They can go anywhere from like, I think I saw one on eBay for about $40 all the way up to, you know, 200 bucks. Mm. So if you're interested in doing this, like, it's, it's awesome if you go out and buy all this stuff for yourself, but... Um, it's better if you can align yourself with, with a rescue, and they'll help with a lot of stuff. Like, all the vet stuff is covered by this rescue I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Um, the crates, like I said, I borrowed from people that also rescue. Um, basically, the only cost I have for these kittens are food and litter. Um, and because I'm I'm nervous about things happening... I buy pretty expensive litter. The litter is probably the the most expensive thing because I buy world's best cat litter because it's corn. Because kittens, if you if you get clumping clay with kittens, mm-hmm. they can actually lick the clay and then it clumps in their stomach and it could cause all kinds of problems and quite possibly mm-hmm. even death. So uh, mm-hmm. I use that litter and then I buy um, I buy in bulk pretty much from Chewy. So depending on how many cats or kittens you have. Um, and if nothing goes wrong medically, then probably I would say you could probably do it for about, if you had one, maybe one or two kittens, probably like a hundred to $150 a month. Um, wow. I, I buy the flea treatment myself because I don't want to wait for the rescue to, to get it to me because I have four cats of my own 
and if anybody's ever had fleas, it's, it's a horrible situation. They're mm-hmm. they're they're disgusting, and they the uh, the eggs can last like three months and stuff. So I buy my own flea treatment for these guys, so that brings up the cost a lot. It's about ten dollars an application. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you can some and some rescues will even give you food and 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 litter. So it, the cost can be very minimal depending on the rescue. Okay, and just uh, quickly, some sub shelters or rescues that you would recommend for people to look into? Oh, so um, the main one is the one I'm working with, Cap Meow, because they're they're awesome. Um, they've paid for everything. They'll pay for stuff, even if the cat needs to be, if it's feral, it's trapped, neutered, and released, they'll, they'll release it out. They keep cats that are, uh, cats can get feline AIDS. So if mm. a cat has feline AIDS, they can live a long life. Um, but, uh, you know, they just have, they have like basically the HIV virus. People cannot mm-hmm. get it. It's not people HIV, but it's, 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 yeah, it's not zoonotic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they will, they don't, um, they'll, they'll, you can't bring those cats into PetSmart, but they will allow you, if you're willing to foster that type of cat, they'll allow you to foster it. They'll promote the cat on their website and they'll do like that cat will need to get adopted through the website, but um, mm-hmm. they'll do that. Another great uh, rescue is um, Four Paws with a Cause. My friend Jody runs that rescue. They're down here in South Jersey. Um, and I worked with Forgotten Cats, which is really a low-cost spay and neuter for people. So that that's very helpful because I know that there are people who, you know, want to get a cat and want to give it love, but they really don't. They're, they're not going to take out another credit card to, to pay for the spay and neuter. So mm-hmm. it's very important for um, things like that to happen, for, for organizations and groups to offer low-cost spay and neuter. So that's that's great. Um my friend got two cats from there was a Brooklyn cat rescue. Um, I know you guys are based, you know, in the New York area. Um, but I don't remember the name. But well, there's like I, I, Bidawee, I, right? There's Bidawee and then there's uh, North Shore animals out here in Long Island. Bidawee, I think, is New York. They might be other states as well. And then mm-hmm. what's another good one? Oh, we have, I mean... Well, ASPCA, right? That don't they? Yep. Can't you yeah, adopt yeah. from ASPCA? ASPCA. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of work too. Um, I kind of tend to go for the smaller um, rescues because. Mm-hmm. So with the ASPCA, so so with this rescue, I I, I my friend uh, works with them, and I said, hey, you know, um, my friend called me from Brooklyn. The, the last set of five were actually. I said my friend called me and and I she's got five kittens and I'm you know wondering. She's like, if you can foster them, we'll we'll take care of everything. And so she didn't even care that they were from New York. Um, and I went and I got them from Brooklyn, and I brought Canarsie, actually, and I brought them down here, and they got adopted uh, here. Um, so I kind of like the smaller rescues that, that kind of – you can't – if you go to the ASPCA, you, you can't – they don't take cats and kittens. You can't say this. You can't say, hey, I have this, this issue. Um they kind of where they get their cats from, from what I understand, is like rescue, like as uh, abuse cases. So, mm-hmm. but if you just have a cat, there's not. They'll tell you to go to animal control, and, and you know, which they have to take the cat. And there's a really good book. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, 
but it talks about uh, kill versus no-kill shelters, and, and there's, mm-hmm. there's a whole big controversy. And the thing is that state, like counties, they have to be kill shelters because they have to take every animal. Rescues can say, hey, we're full. I'm sorry, you know, if you can hang on to that cat for another, you know, a month or two when things open up, you know, that's fine. But, like, your 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 CACC, they, they have to take the cat. And so they're going to get full, so that's what happens. Um, mm. But my choice is to work with, with the smaller the smaller rescues, but anything, work with anybody who's saving any type of animal. It's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. As we approach the holidays and colder temperatures here in the Northeast, what should people remember with train homeless animals they might see or interact with in the streets? If, if they can get, you can build a pretty cheap uh, cat shelter mostly is what I've been looking at. But they actually, I saw this cool thing on Facebook where actually dogs could fit into it. They got these really huge, like, coolers, and they had mm. somebody cut out, um, like, a door for them. And, I mean, you could fit a pretty decent-sized dog in there um, if they wanted to come in. I think shelter is is the most important thing during, you know, as the months get colder and snow starts falling and stuff. And then yeah. also um, water. Because uh, for cats, they can usually derive their water from wet food. But then again, people are not putting out wet food because it freezes. So um, mm. if people can, you know, invest in one of those heated water bowls, that, that would be awesome. Um, but shelter, I think, is the main thing to keep them, you know, from the elements. Absolutely. So Jade, we so appreciate you sharing your wisdom and advice and getting everyone woken free on what they can do uh, for animal rescue. If this is something they've never thought about, or this is something they, they have thought about, but they wasn't, they weren't necessarily sure how to go about it. I definitely think that you gave them some food for thought. And so if people are interested in helping you with what you're doing, uh, better acquainting themselves with some of the shelters and organizations you work with, where would you direct them? How did they get in touch with you? How can they help you? Dot, dot, dot. Oh, sure. They can, they can email me at um, cjade at hotmail.com, which is C-E-E-J-A-D-E, all one word. I know hotmail is so old. Sorry, but (laughs) (laughs) that's what I read all the time. I'm just doing everything. Um, uh, Just drop me, you know, Drop me an email. I'm on Facebook as Jade Gold. Um, I, unfortunately, that's the only, I know I'm, I'm in trouble with you, Natasha, but that's the only social media I'm really on right now. Um, if they have questions, I, I'm, I'm happy to help people with just questions. You know, I, I got yeah. a new cat and I don't know what to do. Or, you know, my cat is peeing outside the litter box because a lot of the behaviors that cats display that are, you know, n- not desirable it's mostly us. We've done something uh, wrong, and it's causing this cat to do something. Uh, like my cat, Inky, he used to pee outside the litter box, and I didn't realize until, you know, a couple of days before he died, they took an x-ray, and he had severe arthritis in his back. So he couldn't mm. he couldn't get into the litter box to use it. Mm. So um, if anybody has any questions, you know, feel free to contact me. Just, you know, even if they, you know, if they figured, hey, I helped I adopted this kitten, no problem. You have you have some question about how it should act or what you should do or what you need to do. Drop me an email. 
Absolutely. And you're not in trouble. I just think that social media <laughs> is a wonderful avenue for building brand awareness and getting your message out. And Jade, you have a wonderful message to share. That's why you're here with Woken Free. So, you know, I just, I, I, I'd love for people to, you know, they don't have to post like a thousand times a day, like I do, but once or twice a day is not, is definitely not killing anyone. And, and like I said, you have great things that you're doing. So everyone should be aware of it, right? Wouldn't you like more support, more moolah coming your way? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, more cats getting adopted. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, exactly. We're saving the fur babies. So it's all for the right purpose. So thank you, Jade. We definitely yeah. loved having you on. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh we are at that time again. It is coming to the end of our 61st episode of Woken Free. Better. This was quite <laughs> the episode discussing whether we are doing enough for stray and homeless animals in the US. So as per usual, I asked the question, will I leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? Drum roll, please. Brains! On our next episode, we will be talking about whether all cultures respect themselves. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, not talking about brains, please submit a topic <laughs> for an upcoming episode or share how you feel on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. So that's W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. As per usual, we're very active on social media. You can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WokenFree. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time. Happy, happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>